there are three stages to discipleship and these three stages are the foundation the fundamentals the basis when it comes to discipling someone and these three stages are three B's the first B is to believe and the second B is to belong and the third B is to become believe belong and become so we are gonna explain the first B which is believe what does the word believe mean in Hebrew the word is a man to support confirm be faithful uh, to be established to, 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 to be sure to 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 verify to be reliable to be faithful to trust and the, and the and the word in Greek is pastoho, to think to be true to be persuaded of to place confidence in to entrust and it has a religious uh, reference attached to it and it's used in the New Testament of the conviction and trust definition in English based on the Webster's reverse on bridge dictionary is that to exercise belief in to credit up on the authority or testimony of another to be persuaded of the truth the next questions with regard to belief is how do we learn to believe we either believe in someone or something and this someone or something can be in the natural or can be in the supernatural as believers or as new converts you believe in someone and you believe in something and that's someone that we believe is natural and also in things that are concrete or abstract we believe in in, in, in tangible things and untangible things concrete things such as money and abstracts such as justice grace and salvation these are abstract things that you and I believe in or as a new believer you should believe in you believe in salvation and and then belief requires evidence first people say Christians don't have every, any evidence of their belief it's not true we as believers we do have an evidence of our belief and that evidence is the Bible because the Bible also says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God there's no way you can have faith if you don't have information so you need information to base your faith upon so another question with reference to belief is that there are two factors regarding belief in something or in someone the first factor is source or sources of belief what is the source of your belief for you as a new convert the source of your belief is the Bible and the Bible is the is divine revelation that is the primary source of our belief and then the secondary source of belief is that some people believe based on reason some people believe more based on experience so that's one factor of when it comes to believing in something or in someone you will have a source to base your faith upon and the second factor regarding belief in something or in someone is the subject of belief or subjects of belief so the subject of belief is the focus of your belief the who or what of your belief as Christians or as a new convert our primary subject of belief is it's in someone and that someone is Jesus Jesus is that person of our focus of belief Jesus is that person of our who of belief and then the secondary subject of our belief is is things that Jesus can do for us such as when we pray we believe in we believe we believe in prayer we believe in healing that he is able to heal that he's able to answer to our prayer we believe in his promises so these are the secondary subject and then 
Yeah, another question with regard to belief is that who should we believe in? The Bible said in Acts 16 verse 31, so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Believe in Jesus. As a new convert, you believe in a person, you believe in someone and that someone is Jesus Christ. That is who you put your faith in. That is who you put your confidence in. Not in the pastor, not in your friend, not in yourself, but in Jesus. Let's look at specific areas to believe in Jesus. Believe in the name of Christ in John chapter 1 verse 12. We believe in the name of Christ. So we believe in the name of Christ because in the ancient time, a person's name carries a lot. It carries their nature, it carries their character, it, it carries their significance in society, it carries their power, it carries their, their contribution or their possession. So, as, 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 as a new convert, you should believe in the name of Christ. So when you pray, at the end of your prayer, you conclude by saying, in the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus gives you authority and power over principalities over situation, over circumstances. His name is powerful. So you as a new believer, you have the right to utilize the name of Jesus Christ in your prayer and in every situation in worship or anything you command or request from God, request it in the name of Christ because you have been given the authority and the power and the privileges and the opportunity to utilize the name of Christ. And then another specific area that we need to believe in Jesus in is we need to believe that Jesus is the Christ. We have that if we have that reference in 1 John chapter 5 verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. We have to believe specifically that Jesus is the Christ. The word Christ means Messiah in Hebrew. It means that you are the anointed, chosen one of God. So Jesus is the chosen specific messenger, prophet sent from heaven. Only Jesus Christ can tell us about God the Father because he said that I am from above. I have been sent from above. There are no other Christ except Jesus Christ. There are no other anointed uh, a servant of God that came and explained to us in details who God is. So Jesus, we have to believe as new covenant that Jesus Christ is the Christ based on 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Another specific area that we need to believe Jesus Christ in is he is the son of God. You might say, oh, can God have a son? Yes, based on the scripture. Jesus Christ is the firstborn son of God. And you and I, we are sons and daughters of God Almighty. Because in John chapter, uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 5, it says, Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes Jesus who he believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Let me read that again. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So as a new convert, you have to see Jesus Christ as a Son of God. And he is here to explain the Father. Jesus Christ in the scripture, especially in John, always referred to God as his Father. And you and I see God as our Father. And Jesus Christ is a Son of God. He is God's Son. 
There are many uh, confirmation in the scripture by God the Father, by the Holy Spirit, even by his disciples, claiming that he is a son of God. Even Jesus Christ himself claimed that he is a son of God. And we need to see him as a son of God because as a son, he is well able to explain the Father to us. As a son, he has come to explain who the Father is and how we can relate to the Father. So that is why it's essential for us to see Jesus Christ as a son of God. John chapter 20 verse 31 pretty much uh, highlights these three specific areas that we need to believe Jesus Christ in. But these are written that you believe, you believe in what? That Jesus Christ is who? The Christ, who? The son of God, and that believing you might have life in what? In his name. So we believe in Jesus Christ as the Christ, the son of God, and we also believe in his name. By believing in his name, you will have life, and that life abundantly as he has come to do for us. So another area that we need to believe in is that we need to believe in his words. Because it says in, in Mark chapter 1 verse 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel is the good news. The gospel is the word of God. And you and I have to believe the words of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the word of God revealed to us. And then we also have to believe in the works of Jesus Christ. We have an account in John chapter 10 verse 38. It says, but if I do, if I do, but if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in the Father. So Jesus Christ recommend us to believe in his works. But first of all, we have to believe in his works. He also said we should believe in his works, the things that he did. He, we should believe in his healing. We should believe in his, in, his, in his miracle. We should believe in him casting demons. These are all his works that we should believe in. Another person that we should believe in based on who we should believe in is God, the Father. We have that account in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that believe God's character. That Number one, we have to believe that he exists. We have to believe that the God of this universe, the creator of this universe exists, and we have to believe in him. And then that not only believe that he exists, that if you seek him, if you pursue him, if you're interested to know him as a new convert, that he really rewards you. If you earnestly seek him, if you earnestly deep down in your heart and you're eager to get to know him, he would definitely reward you based on the promise in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. The Bible also confirms believing in both God and Jesus Christ in, in, in John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Here, Jesus Christ is clearly stating that who do you believe in? You believe in Jesus Christ and you also believe in God the Father. So you believe in God the Son and God the Father. You can believe in them both. It doesn't matter. But both are the same. Second stage of 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 discipleship for a new convert is belong. As a new convert, you have to have a sense of belong. What does the word belong mean, basically? I mean, when I searched the scripture, I couldn't find the Hebrew word for belong, but it is there, but I just couldn't find it, I don't know why. But in English, according to the Webster's Reverse on British Dictionary, it says, to be the property of, to be part of or connected with, to be appended or related, be native to, or an inhabitant of, to have a legal residence, settlements, you know. And then the Middle English means a hand, together with, to go along with, relate to, to be with, to be in the right or suitable place, to feel comfortable and happy in a particular group of people, to associate, to be involved. So 
you as a new believer or you as a newcomer, I want you to have a sense of belonging, that you belong in the kingdom of God, that you belong in the family of God. How do we belong? We belong as part of, of, of a group we feel comfortable with. We belong as part of a group we feel comfortable associating with. To belong in a biblical sense means to be part of God's family kingdom. So you as a as a new convert, you are part of God's family and that is the kingdom of God. You're part of it and God is the king, is the reigning king over your life. So who do we belong to? Based on Psalm 100 verse 3, the Bible says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So you are his. You belong to God Almighty. You belong to God the Father. Not only do you belong to God the Father, but you also belong to the Lord. Based on Romans chapter 14 verse 8, it says, For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. So you as a new convert, you are the Lord's. You belong to Jesus Christ. You don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to your family. You don't belong to a particular church. You don't belong to the society. You belong to Jesus Christ. You are his possession. You are his property. Not in a negative sense, but in a positive light. So how do we belong to God based on the scripture? We belong to God as people. Generally speaking, in Psalm 100 verse 3, the Bible says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not ourselves. We are His people. So you are God's God's people. Everybody who is a believer is God's people. They are part of God's people. If you're a new convert, you're part of God's people in this universe. We belong to God as sheep of His pasture. So you are His sheep in a sense that you are being taken care of. That it is God's responsibility to take care of you because you belong in His pasture. We are called children of God in a sense that God is our father and you and I, we are sons and daughters of God. We have that account in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Behold, what manner of love that the father has bestowed upon us that you and I should be called children of God. So you and I, we are sons and daughters of God. And Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the family, is the firstborn of God. We receive the spirit of adoption as sons. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So we are adopted sons and daughters of God by the Holy Spirit. So don't see yourself as, as a, a, a castaway. No, you are adopted in the family of God. The Bible also said in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, that we are all sons of God, also including daughters. We are all sons and daughters of God, not only limited to sons, but you as a female new convert, you are a daughter of God. The word son is very generic, refers to both male and female. So the last stage of discipling someone is to become. So your focus as a mentor, as a mature believer, and you're trying to disciple or mentor somebody who is new to the faith, the last stage is becoming. Becoming is essential because this, this is the most significant stage of all the stages that I've, that I've uh, explained. Because the end result is for God to make us like his son, Jesus Christ. What does the word become mean? In Hebrew, it means ayah, to be come to pass, exist, happen, you know, to arise, to appear, to exist, you know, and then in, in Greek, it means gen, uh, genomia, to become, 
to become to come to pass, to arise, appear in history, to be made like a miracle, to be performed, to finish, to become, to be made. And then in our English dictionary, based on the website reverse on British dictionary, it says that to suit or be suitable to, to be congruous with, to pass from one state to another, to enter into some state or condition by a change from another state. So that's what become is to change from another state to another state. How we have to become as one in spirit, conduct, performance, will, desire, convictions, and thoughts. You and I will become internally, not externally. Our personalities and our physical appearances remain with us. God is not going to change our good personality. God is not going to change our, our, our physical appearances. That's not going to change. Not, the, the natural things that's, that are good are not going to change. But what's going to change is what's inside of us that are not good. God is going to change that. Our soul, our thoughts, our will. God is going to change that into oneness with Him, with His will, with His spirit, with His desire. So what He desires is what we're going to desire. What He thinks is how we're going to think. What, how He speaks, that's how we're going to speak. So that, that becoming takes place internally, not externally. So our again, our appearances and our personalities remain. So what we should not become, our manner of life, in Ephesians, in Ephesians 4, 22 verse, it says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. So you and I, we should not try to live out our former life. As a new believer, old things have passed away, new things have come. You are a new man. You are a new species. You, are, you have a new DNA. You have a new nature, and that is the nature of Christ in you. But what we should become like? In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, like God. Be perfect as your father is perfect. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, where Jesus Christ said, Be holy as God is holy. So you and I, we should strive, we should seek to become like God. Not only to strive to become like God the Father, but we should also strive to become like Jesus Christ, God the Son, formed to the image of His Son, Romans chapter 8, verse 29. That is what we should try to become, conform into the image of His Son, Romans chapter 8, verse 29. And then, we should also transform into that same image in, 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 in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But we all, which on, on fair face, beholding as in a mirror of glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So you and I, we should be transformed into the same image, into the same glory as Jesus Christ. Walk just as He walked. Walk just as He walked. That is our focus. We should walk just as Christ walked. So specific areas where we should aim to become like Christ in mind. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, let this mind be in you which was also in christ in romans chapter 12 verse 3 says and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so we should strive to become we should aim at becoming like jesus christ in mind in words in deeds in will and in emotion become like those who follow christ's example so we also imitate those who live the life of christ those who are examples in our society servant of God, child of God, other believers. Because Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, imitate me just as I also imitate. So you follow people who are living the life 
of Christ. So in essence, in conclusion, I want us to go to um, John chapter 1 verse 12 verse 13. It says, but as many as received, because this, this verse concludes what I've been saying with regard to the three stages of discipleship. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. See, we are become children of God to those who believe in his name. So we believe in the name of Jesus Christ. We have to believe in him and we have to become children of God. We have to become like our father. And then the Bible is our source of faith and Jesus is our subject of faith. This is just a powerful insight that I want to share with you that the Bible is our source of faith. What you're going to need as a new convert in your journey, in your faith, in your walk with Christ, what you're going to need, you're going to need the Bible, you're going to need Jesus. Because the Bible is going to reveal who Jesus Christ is. And the Bible is going to be a source of faith. So you have to study the Bible. You have to learn from others. And you have to believe what the Bible says. And then your focus of belief is in Jesus. Let Jesus Christ be your attention. Let Jesus Christ be your center. Let Jesus Christ be your subject of belief. And then the end of your work with Jesus Christ is to conform and to be transformed. So you conform by obeying. As you obey, you are transformed. So to conform is to be transformed. So the moment you conform your will, the moment you conform your mind, the moment you conform, you surrender, you submit to the will and plans of God in your life and obey his word, transformation begins to take place. So, in summary, the three essential foundations stages of discipleship are number one belief you believe in Jesus you believe in God number two belong you are the Lord's you belong in the family of God you are part of the kingdom you have a family you have a, a, a country and that is the kingdom of God you are a citizen of the kingdom of God and because you're a son and a daughter of God, you belong to God's kingdom. You belong in God's family. Finally, what God wants to accomplish in your life is for you to become like him in image and in likeness. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you're blessed by this. God bless you.